This is Corey Willis with PVI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Cass from Diesel Doctor of Tennessee, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're glad you guys could join us today on the number one diesel truck podcast on iTunes. We've got a really cool episode for you today. We've talked about Nissan Titans with the Cummins engines in them before, custom tuning with Corey Willis from PPI and some other upgrades that are out there. Today, we're going to have Josh from CFT Performance on, and he's got the world's first compound turbocharged 5-liter V8 Cummins, and he's going to tell us what the truck was like stock when it was tuned, and then with the turbo kit and also some upgraded injectors, what his overall impressions are, and when he thinks a breaking point might be for the block and probably transmission, maybe even axles. We don't quite know yet, but we're going to jump into those details. Before we get to the episode, though, we want to give a shout out to a couple of our partners that make episodes like this one possible. The first one's Alligator Performance. We want to remind you guys, use Podcast 5 at checkout. Get 5% off your order. If you have any questions about what the discount can apply to or about your build, just go to alligatorperformance.com. You can chat with the guys, send them an email, or if you have questions want to call in, they got their toll-free number right there. We also want to welcome a new partner. You guys have definitely heard of this company. It's EFI Live. So we're really excited to have them on board in the content and the information they're going to be able to give us about custom tuning vehicles and platforms and all the different things that go into it as we chat with people who are using their products to be able to offer custom tuning solutions for tons of different vehicles. All right, let's get to the podcast with Josh talking about a compound turbocharged Nissan Titan Cummins. Josh, welcome to the Diesel Podcast today. It's, this episode has been a long time in the making to talk Nissan Titan 5-liter Cummins performance, and we're really excited to have you on today. I appreciate it so much. I've been listening to you guys forever now, and I'm so grateful for you to give me a chance to be on here. He tagged us in some posts, and I mean, we've been following you for a while, and I think like a lot of the diesel community or enthusiast market, you know, we saw these Nissan Titan Cummins roll out, and we're like, I, I know the first thought a lot of us had was, why couldn't Fiat Chrysler have negotiated to get this 5-liter V8 Cummins in a Ram, you know? But what's so cool about what you're doing with it is you're, you're doing performance upgrades to it that are building a really sweet daily driver, something you can tow with, but that's making good power. And we just wanted to pick your brains, ask you some questions that we got from one of our Instagram stories and learn more about the performance side of that truck. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's been a very uh, uh, crazy undertaking is the best way to put it with the 5.0 Cummins platform. I mean, it's been very interesting, uh, not just with Nissan and so forth. I would agree with you. I would have I probably would have been happier almost if it was in like the 1500s or something like that. Yeah. But what Nissan did with this platform and the 5.0 Cummins and theirs is just phenomenal. I love it to death. I think one of the, the really cool stories of this, it's almost like the old days, right? Is there's a whole new platform. It's a whole new truck, whole new engine, whole new, you know, transmission setup, everything there. And you want to have fun with it. And it's like, you have to pioneer and you know work with companies like say for the turbos and different things to make it happen but i want to kind of take it back to to the beginning and have our listeners understand what you've done to the truck so far with air fuel if you've had to do any powertrain upgrades suspension things like that just kind of give us an overview of of your truck 
All right, so overview of my truck from the very beginning is it's a 2016 Nissan Titan XD with the V8 Cummins diesel motor with the ISM transmission in it. Mine is a two-wheel drive. Uh, from the very beginning, I end up doing just a standard tuning and some of the other hard part pieces, and then we went ahead and did a single turbo kit on it. These cut. These trucks from the factory produce about 280 horsepower and what is it, 500? 310, 555 at the crank. So it's like 280 horsepower, 500, yeah, 470 ish foot pounds of torque. So the listeners know what the baseline is, what these trucks come out from the factory. Uh, I pioneered with, uh, I got with John Gilbert over at Stainless Diesel. I've been using a lot of his turbo systems and so forth and the other platforms and the big Cummins, the Duramax, and some of the power strokes and so forth back as before I was a business and so forth. But I utilized his turbochargers as I found they worked the best. And we put a single turbocharger in one of these trucks, which was mine. And we did a 366-74 on the 9-1 housing. We produced right off the bat without very little tuning revision, stock fuel, tr stock transmission. Uh, it was, everything's 100% factory stock except for the turbo and my hard parts put onto the truck and we did 550 horsepower. We later on got a revision and a new intercooler in place, did 603 horsepower and almost 1,100 foot-pounds of torque on it. And now the truck set up as it sits as of this time now has 100% over SNS injectors installed into it. It has uh, 363-7491 divided housing single turbo with a 472-87 on a 1.0 housing compounded, both stainless diesel, five-blade mafia turbos on the system right now. And I am just now, literally just got the truck up and running for about a, almost a week. And I've been slowly playing with the tuning revisions and so forth on it, and we're going to see where we are as far as horsepower and torque-wise on it probably within the next two to three weeks. So you're definitely going to be over that 650 mark with the fuel in the air that you got. <laughs> oh, definitely. And I will say, in all honesty, I've literally only driven this truck for about maybe a combined of two to three miles, which was literally the distance of my shop to my home. And <laughs> coming back and then halfway in between just to kind of get some data logs and a little bit of so forth on it. I have not taken it out of tune one. I'm working with all the tuners on it and myself. We've not done a whole lot of revisions just because just time and it's been raining here, but I'm going to be dead honest. I'm scared of even tune one right now in this truck. <laughs> just literally yesterday, was it yet? I think it was yesterday. We took it out for a test drive. And I hit second gear lock and got a little bit past quarter throttle, and I already made 60 pounds of boost. And it was only at about 2,000 RPMs, and I busted the rear tires completely loose off the truck. And it's actually on one of my YouTube videos and so forth. And I'm like, oh, got to get out of it now. Otherwise, we're going to find the curb. <laughs> one, of the one of the questions we got on our Instagram story was, what will the bottom end hold? And I think, I think you're going to find out. <laughs> but it's... It's crazy how much power, if you think, like, just a, a turbo swap, you know, tuning, you're at 550. That's, 
it's one of the sweet spots, whether it's a three-quarter or one-ton Power Stroke Cummins Duramax, what people want for a daily driver, something to tow a trailer, have fun with. And it's just taken a, you know, a few a few upgrades to get there, which is really exciting. I think especially in the, the half-ton market. And we had Corey Willis on, and he was talking about his his Titan, and he's like, this isn't a half-ton. It might be labeled a half-ton, but it's like it almost does three-quarter-ton things. Yeah, yeah. It, it's almost 100% of three-quarter ton minus, like, two lugs on the axles, and that's about it. And even the ax, like the rear axles and the front axles are just kind of like almost like the Duramaxes, to be honest. But the rear axle is almost like a, that in-between stage between a 12-volt and a 14-volt rear axle. I mean, it's pretty self-proprietary. I don't even think anyone's out there that's got different gears and carriers and stuff for it yet because it is AAM. So it's kind of like what you'd find in the Dodges and some of the other uh, Chevy trucks and so forth. But uh, I haven't got to dig that deep into it yet. <laughs> Next time we have the Nitro gear guys on, we're, we'll ask them about, uh, about some gear packages for it. So I'm sure that's going to be coming up with you know guys like yourself pushing the limits of Definitely. really what the bottom end can handle. But how does the transmission behaved with 550, the 600, and then I guess we're going to find out with what the truck makes now, but has that been solid, no slip, no, no issues I with not, it? I, the only issue that I had with my transmission since the beginning when I bought the truck literally in November, which was, what, seven months ago, eight months ago, was I found that they don't have a transmission thermostat. They don't get over 100 degrees. And it's the same issues as like the one-ton ISM transmissions have in the big Cummins trucks and like the one-tons and so forth like that. That when it doesn't come up to that 140, 150 degree temperature, you start having a lot of shift flare and slippage kind of in a way. So uh, I built and installed a thermostat unit to go in place. And now we bring the transmission temperatures up to like the 150 range. And it solved all those issues. Also, I started using the AMSOIL transmission fluid, which I'm not really a big person on, like, name brands, oils, and they make all the world. But I will say their fluid actually made a big difference for transmission performance and keep the slippage away. But other than that, the transmission is 100% bone stock. And talking with, like, Randy Reyes over at UCC and so forth like that, but who's kind of the guy who's kind of pioneered a lot of uh, beating the holy hell out of a transmission, especially like an ISN, and talking with him, these transmissions are almost 100% identical to the ones that are in the one tons. The only differences that are really in it is the torque converter and the input shaft, but all the clutches and a lot of the other internals are almost the same. So for seeing, you know, 1,000-plus foot-pounds of torque, and around 700, 800 horsepower, I think these transmissions are going to hold up all day long, uh, especially talking with not just Randy as a trans builder, but a couple other trans builders in the industry. They're not really foreseeing that we're going to really get into the clutch slippage and, oh, now we got all nothing but 6.4 neutrals and so forth like I do in my 68, my Ram. But it, it might hold up for a long time. As far as the bottom end goes on the motor itself, that is another question. We are really questioning that one right now. We feel 600 horsepower all day long. Uh, get to the 700 horsepower range, that might be a whole entire different situation, plus the amount of boost. 
and higher RPMs. Now, are there any are there any plans that are out there for some billet rods and different things like that that you know of? No, there's uh, actually no aftermarket support. In it at, like, there's very, very little to none out there. Uh, I was really impressed with when I reached out to, like, S&S, and they helped me out with the new injectors for the truck. I was really happy to see that. I've reached out to a couple other companies for billet rods and new pistons and so forth, and get, maybe we could do some cranks. I'd love to talk with uh, Jeremy Wagner with this platform and see if he could help out with rods and so forth. But until we really know where the braking limit is on these motors, I mean, your average end user probably will never utilize them unless they have a motor failure from bad rods or bad bearings and so forth. And they would just want to upgrade to the next performance step just to have that uh, comfort zone on knowing that they got a better rods and better bearings and so forth. And doing this compound setup and kind of seeing what the limits of this is is why I'm hoping the industry will go, hey, look, we can, we want to support this. We want to go ahead and start doing some our R&D and aftermarket stuff and try to get some more support for this platform. That's uh, it kind of leads into the fuel side too. And, and I, I'm sure you'll find this out here if you haven't already, but when you really push the truck is what about, you know, the injection pump and the fuel supply at what point? You know, our company's going to need to step up and, and offer some modified modified fueling upgrades to, you know, handle bigger fuel or, you know, just different things. Yeah, definitely. I want to say industrial injection has a CP4 pump that will work for these trucks. I have been so busy. I think I've reached out to maybe Tyler Kipp one time about it, and we talked for 10 seconds. And I probably completely forgot about all what he said that was available for it as far as the injection system. But the fact of the matter of it is, is the factory fuel system supported all the way into 600 horsepower with just a single turbo upgrade. So the factory fuel system, I feel, will support, you know, into that six to 700 horsepower range. We never really pushed the limit until we started losing rail pressure, to be honest. Uh, even on the dyno, when I did 603 horsepower, I still maintained 29K rail pressure. Now, the pulse width on the injectors was, I want to say, 13 to 1400 milliseconds in that range. So it's kind of way out of the piezo injectors. So we went to 100 overs just to bring the pulse width back down to see where the limitations of the CP 4.2 is. It's, I still think, like, in that power range, that's where they hit the sweet spot, and I don't know if the three-liter Power Stroke or the Eco Diesel or the new, you know, Duramax coming out in half tons, if they're going to be able to hit that that power range with minimal upgrades, really, and a stock transmission. And I think that's really where this truck hits the sweet spot of, you know, not everybody's building a race truck or a fifteen hundred horsepower, two thousand horsepower truck. We just want a little bit more. And we want it to last. You know, we don't necessarily want to build the motor or have to buy a transmission or something like that. And it's what has us so excited about this this engine and the transmission as well and, and the truck itself is it looks like it's able to do that. That's what made me really, really excited about this truck. When you look at it from the outside looking in with an open perspective, 
you see the fuel system that's put on it is almost like a lot of the six, seven power strokes. And the transmission is like what is almost found in the one-ton brands. So yeah. you kind of took like some of the best of all the big three market, you know, independent front suspension, which would be like the Duramaxes. So they literally took the best of all the markets, threw it into this 5.8-ton truck that runs and drives around like a half-ton truck, it has mediocre-ish power, to be honest. Like, I would have seen, I would love to see a little bit better power from it from the factory, but just with a little bit of tuning help and a couple of hard parts really brings the truck to life. And then a slight, you know, you add new turbocharger and so forth to it, it really shines to show where this truck can, is capable and it can handle. I would definitely would not think that this truck would be, if we redesign a few other things, to be a 500-plus horsepower truck towing your 12K-plus trailer all day long and just really, it, like, everybody would want to buy one at that point in time. I mean, they're really reliable. And I, I mean, I've been beating the hell out of mine, and I it just keeps on asking for more. I'm scared to even give it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you plan to take it to the drag strip in the future, or? Yeah, I took it to the drag strip one time. My local drag strip is literally only uh, three miles away from my house. So it's kind of nice to go to, but they're usually always backed up with every Joe Schmo that's also there. So it's hard to get some runs in. The first time I ran it was a uh, uh, single turbo system, and we didn't have all the tuning dialed in. We got two runs in, and in those two runs, we did the dyno tuning, and we did a few other things. And then we did the first run in tune one. The truck wouldn't leave the line, and it wouldn't spool. We couldn't stage the truck. It wouldn't let me even go past 1,200 RPM just on staging. Then the second time, it was the same thing all over again. It wouldn't let me do a burnout. No codes, no issues. It just kind of sat there dead. But we still trapped out. I think we ran, that truck ran like a 15-2, which is slow as can be but it still tracked out at like 100 miles an hour at the quarter mile. So the top end was there. It just was the 60 foot was like a four second 60 foot. <laughs> Which now that I've changed a few things on it, if you like follow on the Instagram, the YouTube and so forth, I've been slowly updating and posting videos. That is no longer an issue. So I think we got that figured out in the tuning because now I can do all the burnouts and I could rev out to... 15, 2,000 RPMs to try to pre-stage. And also the boost now just kicks in like by 18, uh, about 1,800 RPMs, I can run about 40 pounds of boost. Wow, that's coming up quick. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's like scary quick. It, it just hits right now and right there. It, but also the truck is overfueling itself a lot right now. But like I said, it's, it's still tuning revisions. It's it's a bunch of back and forth right now, and we just haven't dialed it all in. But it, it is very exciting. It's a lot of fun uh, seeing where this platform is started from and where not only myself has taken it, but some other people have gone there too. How hard was the fabrication on the compound kit? I will tell you right now, I do not want to ever do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it, I really don't even want to ever do another single turbo kit again because I have learned that this truck is the only truck out of all the ones I've touched before I was a business 
and even after I was a business, I can't even make jig pipes for it. I found that the up pipes are always different lengths from every truck is different. I bought factory up pipes, and I've gotten three of them. They're all the same part number, and all three of them are different lengths and different outputs. So fabricating stuff is definitely built to the truck, unfortunately. And, I mean, it is just almost like a pipe work nightmare. And the biggest part about it is is it's, it's you anyone can fabricate and put this stuff on, but it's the ability to fabricate, put it on, and making it functional is the problem. There's a lot of math and there's a lot of engineering that's involved that gets overlooked, unfortunately. And that's the thing that's been racking my brain the most. And I think I, I literally have almost 80 hours in just fabricating this compound turbo kit onto this truck. And that was like the hardest 80 hours I ever did. I, I can't tell you how many, how much money and scrap and everything I've done from going from day one to now. <laughs> Do you think that there in the future may be an option for like a drop-in turbo that gives it a, you know, a little bit more airflow, but a little bit better EGT control where you could get say close to that 550 mark or you think it's definitely going to have to go aftermarket turbo it's going to require an aftermarket turbo the factory turbo system that they put in there unfortunately how they crammed everything in in these motors that uh, the factory turbo system is great for what they originally intended it to be and it functions and works like it's supposed to but even on tuning and trying to max it out you're looking at like 440 horsepower on the top end of maxing out that turbocharger until it's no longer really efficient anymore. And that's with the help of other hard parts and so forth too. I would love, and I've been kicking around this idea, and I've mentioned it a little bit before, about making like a Duramax-style VGT turbocharger. It would be so awesome in one of these trucks. And it was also the original platform was a turbo that was a lot like that style was supposed to be intended for them on the engineering scale. I think they actually, did they, in, uh, I got one of my diesel tech guys here. Did they intend that like a VGT, different single VGT style like a Duramax in like some of the fleet trucks? They were open for single VGT. Yeah, so they were open for single, yeah. So they were wanting a single VGT style turbocharger on them that's like a, 62 to 64 millimeter-ish side, but VGT, because the drive pressures on these trucks from factory, I mean, is already like 60-some pounds of drive pressure. So it, you're only producing 30 to 36 pounds of boost at like 60 pounds of drive pressure. You're already in a hard spot. And then even with my compound setup, I've seen 80 pounds of boost was the most I've seen them boost on it, and that was earlier today, and my drive pressure was still only like 60 pounds. Wow. <laughs> We're staying in the negative. We're keeping the head gasket, seeing that we don't have – there is no head studs on this truck. It's still – everything about this truck is 100% factory, minus the turbochargers and now the 100% over S&S injectors. It's got us excited for it. It's, it's, a, new, it's a new segment in, in diesel – you know pickups is forever it's just been three quarter one tons and this new trend of the half tons getting them is really cool and we love we love just the larger displacement you know the cummins name the the engineering the reliability 
that's known with that motor and just the beating they can take and how this this truck's kind of playing out and it's we're excited to see what you do with it you know this month next month throughout the summer into the fall and the different things you know you're going to find with the bottom end and the transmission and you know we sit back down and talk in six months it could be a whole different conversation of you know made a thousand horse and this is what happened and hey we had to put this in it but it's out there now and and pioneering this this performance side of the the five liter all right, well, let's let's be honest here. Let's in, in six months you're going to call me back and go. So what do you think? What's all happened? Well, I blew the hell out of that damn thing. Uh, <laughs> we made we made it to 700 horsepower and it exploded and grenaded. So, <laughs> don't forget about the negatives that can happen with all this. That's the unfortunate part. I just I just really hope that it kind of brings a spotlight to these trucks and hopefully other people in the industry that's going to go. You know what? There is a lot of these out there. You know what? Why, why don't we shift a little bit of R and D and help with this? Let's make better rods. Let's make some better valve springs and retainers and bridges and cams and everything else you see in the big three. I mean, that's kind of been a downfall. I don't want to say like little guy over here complaining. It's not that. I understand because I own a business too. But like these little small niche market trucks or these little diesels are not going to go anywhere anytime soon they're just going to actually get bigger and bigger and bigger as the years go on uh the five eight ton market is actually a legitimate market that a ton of people want to be in i mean it's families of you know three to four people and they have a boat or a camper and they just don't need the uh they don't want a three-quarter ton because they're only pulling like 10k and they would love like a half ton with a diesel but they find out it doesn't pull their trailer 60 miles an hour you know at 10k so they need to step in that little mid-range market that still gets them like 20 to 22 miles a gallon you know decent fuel economy awesome ride plenty of space for the kids and so forth so the market's going to just continue to grow over time is what it's going to end up doing and one of the things as well with like the eco diesel is, you know, there's some upgrades for it, and there's some some companies that have kind of played around with you know different turbo setups and stuff, but it it never seemed to really take off. And what's so exciting about the Titan is it's going to take off. I mean, look at the power that it's able to make, and like what you're doing with turbo setups and injectors and and different things is as an enthusiast, no matter the brand or who makes it, we want to see there be options. So you're right. Like I don't need a three quarter ton truck or a one ton. I don't need a dually. And, but I may not want to go with a three liter F one fifty. I may not want to go with an eco diesel. I might want something kind of in between. And that's where this truck feels that, that market. And I think the aftermarket will, will support it and step up and it's going to be a popular engine, even if it's being swapped into, you know, something else or, you know, people are doing different things with it. It's just that package and the design of it. it I think it's going to be really popular. It, I've been a big three guy my whole entire life since I started buying my first diesel when I was in my teenage years. And to see, I, I owned the eco diesel and that's where my business all started was I was building eco diesel parts that nobody else was really building that was functioning and working better and trying to give the support to the eco diesel community. So I guess I am kind of like that niche guy that's taking the stuff that a lot of other people are kind of overlooking in the market. But what the eco diesel didn't have compared to the XD market is not just 
the power output, but just the overall in general is like how the platform of the truck is built. I mean, it it's one of those things. It's like the Nissan truck is actually one of the most American-made trucks, I think, if I remember correctly. Like yeah. most of it is 99% like assembled and manufactured here in the U.S. for the most part. It's got the Cummins name, which really helps it. It's not a uh, it's not a 3.0 power stroke. Now, how many 3.0 power strokes have you heard of? I mean, yeah, it's a 5.0 Cummins, but it's a 5.0 Cummins, and Cummins has really like spent their time engineering these motors and so forth. Like they don't come out like a year later. They've kind of spent a few years engineering it especially talking with some of the Cummins techs and a few other people in the industry is like, wow, this motor has been in engineering and design for, I, I want to say like six or seven years now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard too. It's been a while. So it's, it's been an option. And, and like you saying, like swapping these motors in other stuff. I mean, Cummins swapping has been fun since day one, since the 12 valve, but I've already seen these motors actually swapped in other vehicles already. And and asked about, hey, can you fabricate some new things? Because we were putting in, like, I think one of them, I, I know a guy put it in a Bronco just literally recently, like a month or two ago. I know some other people are doing some big SEMA builds with the 5.0 build that's been hitting me up, asking me questions and parts and, you know, technical support for whatever I know, which ain't a whole lot. I usually ask, a, I got a handful of other people that, deal with all these titans and i just literally password hash them because they know way better than i do <laughs> but and people definitely got to check out your videos you're definitely not not shy about testing the truck and, and having some fun with it and showing what you guys are working on there in the shop where can our listeners find you on instagram subscribe and, and see what you're doing over the next couple months and rest of the year pushing the envelope with these trucks well uh my website is cftperformance.com uh, you can go on there anytime that you want and check out the products and so forth that I got on there. If you want to try to find me on YouTube, just type in CFT Performance. You'll most likely run into my page. Facebook, Joshua Chapman or CFT Performance for the business page. And Instagram is Joshua CFT Performance. And you'll be able to find everything that's good on there. I mean, I'm uploading and keeping up uh, as much as I can on social media as as possible just because like i said not shy about it uh i've had multiple people that come when it was a single turbo kit i've had random customers and so forth just wanted to see it and i hand them the keys go drive it have fun if you break it fully insured i, I told Corey willis the same thing when he got to test drive the truck <laughs> <laughs> i think it, that, was, that was at ucc right yeah that was at ucc it was a good time yeah it looked like fun i remember seeing the video i'm like Hopefully nothing breaks because I know <laughs> you guys push um, the envelope with the truck. Corey likes to push the envelope with, with trucks and find out what they'll do. And Corey loves the party, so I think that's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate your time today, and you definitely definitely got to let us know when you break the seven or eight hundred horse mark, whatever it does, and and keep us updated. We want to make sure we keep putting information out there for our listeners with this particular truck on the performance side and we want to make sure we you know try and help so this, this platform grows and it's out there and it's a viable fourth option you know that's out there for for truck buyers that you know maybe don't need one, a three-quarter one ton and, and maybe aren't too excited about some of the other half tons well this one's different and this is why and if you do want to have fun and party with it 
this is what it can do. Yeah, definitely. For all means, I mean, right right off the gate, they I've I've seen people tow 20k with them with just some tuning and some hard parts. To you know, I'm I'm running on the drag strip. Team Venom Racing has an XD Cummins also. They ice drag with it. They sled pull all that stuff. And I mean, they they're actually the ones that still hold the record for the fastest drag time. And I think they hit like a 14.7 which was Alex Cheney and his uh, Black Widow truck. And, yeah, I mean, they're one of my sponsored trucks, and that's what they do. So it's it's going to be very interesting between what I'm trying to push the envelope on and then what I'm putting down on my sponsored vehicles and so forth that just keep on pushing the envelope all day long. So. Well, we appreciate your time today, Josh, and keep us updated. And, yeah, let us let us know what uh, what you're finding out with these trucks and – what that final number is for the uh, the bottom end goes, and hopefully it doesn't go for a while. But we want to we'll see what these things will do. Uh, I I just messaged out uh, Paul Cato the other day with uh, Maverick Diesel, and I asked him because he's kind of local to me. He's only about an hour and a half away, and I was like, Hey, you think you uh, got a little bit of time for my V8 Diesel that you never talked bad about, actually? <laughs> so, and we're we're gonna try to get up there in about a week or two. So. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to alligatorperformance.com. Use Podcast 5 at checkout. If you do call in, have questions, place an order, just tell the, the person you're chatting with, you heard about this on the Diesel Podcast, and they'll give you the discount. And also stay tuned for some episodes we're going to have talking about EFI Live as a tuning platform and what it can do for custom tuning vehicles. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.